think it took place around Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that, wasn't there? Um, I, I just see the, I see the changes. And I guess it's a question of what you look at. I mean, you can... It's interesting as I go around the country and uh, talk on in, in different radio and television shows... People are always asking me about the, isn't, doesn't there seem to be an increase in racism and don't you see an increase in violence and drug use is way up and, uh, and, uh, the questions are always about all the negativity and I, mm -hmm. my belief is that you see what you believe, you know, and, uh, if, if you're, if your consciousness, if your mind is always focused on all the things that are wrong with the world, then that's just got to keep expanding for you and the, the only thing that you are, the only thing that your life is, is, is what you're experiencing within your mind. So if you're constantly reading those things and constantly uh, having those impinge on you, then that's what you're going to see. On the other hand, if you if if you look at the, I see an increase in brotherhood. I go around and speak all over the world and uh, get huge audiences of, uh, and I see racial harmony and and people really in a network of good guys that are out there really making a powerful difference. I see changes taking place that are just wonderful in education and and even people leaving the old religious dogma and, and uh, moving more towards an, a spiritual way of life, not just uh, following some orthodoxy. I, I see lots of wonderful changes. One of the common critiques of that way of thinking, that what you're expressing, mm -hmm. is that somehow by not addressing the problems, that somehow you're not seeing them or recognizing that they're there. Is that the case? It isn't for me because, uh, to me, I, you know, I've worked on the Hunger Project for uh, since it began in 1977, and my commitment has been to end world hunger. That's that's what I spend a lot of my energy and time and income and everything on. Uh, I don't go around carping and complaining and whining about uh, about hunger all and starvation all day long. Uh, I think uh, truly believe that it's part of the uh, that starvation itself is part of the uh, it's part of the perfection of the universe. It's part of what is. But so is my desire to change it. So does my, is my, and, and I focus on that. And if I if I become one more person who's filled with anger and hatred towards something, then, then I am hate. That's what my life is, and that, and what you're against is always weakens you. And you know, what you're for empowers you. I mean, since we declared war, I mean, have you heard anybody talk about how to deal with the drug problems of the world without without using the word war? I mean, can, can you have you one politician, one anybody, uh, one police officer? One, it's always a war on drugs. It's on every newspaper across the country every day. And since we really declared war uh, back uh, in the early 1980s, the number of drugs on the streets have quintupled. The number of addicts have, uh, you know, quadrupled. The price has gone down. The availability has gone up, and we have something like 40 or 50 percent of the uh, of the people who are in prisons uh, are there for drug-related crime. I mean, the drugs are just just because we're prolific, yes. Yeah, and because we got now more warriors, we've got more people on the side of doing battle. And if we were to take the same energy, and, and you know, if all the people in the world who were against terrorism, for example, mm -hmm. were suddenly for peace, and just worked for peace and lived for peace and became a consciousness of peace, when they asked Mother Teresa back during the Vietnam War, "Will you march on? Uh, we have a." Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a march, and will you march against the war? She said, well, if you have a march for peace, she said, I'll be there. <laughs> but I'm not going to become one, you know, it's like that becomes your consciousness. And, and if you're one terrorist over here and now you're going to fight terror, you're just another terrorist. And if you're fighting drug, if you're, you're just one more warlord. And now the whole world is in the drug business. I mean, even, even our police departments and everybody, they're all in the same, they're all in the same business. And if we knew what we were for, 
which was an enlightened youth who knew the power of uh, of getting high internally and uh, and knew that you can put your brain into an alpha state through the, the power of of your mind and your spirit. If you really knew that, that uh, well, if the government knew it, we would tax it you know, and make it illegal instantly. Okay, <laughs> we'd have a war on meditation before <laughs> before long. But if uh, if if we could just teach that and and, and raise people to do that. I always delighted in Ramdas's wonderful story of of his guru when he had those three. He talks about it when he had those three micrograms. He gave of him a, a thousand mics of yeah, LSD, yeah. LSD, and his conclu- and nothing happened to him. And his conclusion was, he said, if you're if you're already in Detroit, you don't have to take a bus to get there. <laughs> I think that's a, a wonderful line. And if you're if you're already in a state of consciousness in which you are able to experience that then you don't have to take anything to get there. But we don't put our focus on that. We put it on what we're against. So it isn't it isn't ignoring the problems. I mean, Thoreau, writing at Walden, talked over and over again. He said, how many times do you have to read a story about somebody being murdered or somebody being uh, brutalized or somebody, or somebody being robbed before it stops being news and it becomes like this internal obsession?